Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Hey guys, it's Chantal Renee, and I am here this evening on my own, and I have an amazing guest to tell you guys all about. This is a fellow author who writes some amazing sex and horror content. His name is Angelo Adrian. Am I pronouncing that correct? Yes. Awesome, everybody. Welcome, Angelo. I'm I'm Hispanic, so I'm saying Angelo. I don't know if that's the way you prefer it. Oh, it's it's either way it's fine. Usually, it's it sounds very French to me when we say it. So it's and Angelo Adrien. <laughs> there you go. You see, this is why we always ask the guests to tell us their name <laughs> because it's always <laughs> one of those things for butchering. Um, guys, Dicey is not with us this evening, but I am here in lieu of that, and we have lots of fun stuff to talk to tonight with Mr. Angelo. Um, is there anything else you'd like to go by besides author? Oh no, it's uh, it always fine. I, um, author is fine. <laughs> that's you know that's the that's the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm saying that because for one, you're like a Twitter genius and a real genius. I see your your reels and your your videos all the time. I'm like, look at this one. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> They're having fun with it. I love it. I know. Sometimes. You... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say sometimes when I get like little writer's block, I tend to do a little cosplay to get inspired, and just to get the uh, creative juice flowing. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I would definitely like our, our readers to to check you. Our readers. Here I am talking about readers. <laughs> Listeners. Sorry, guys. Y'all better be readers too, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> I want them to check you out because um, your page is a lot of fun. Tell me about your Twitter and, and like it's such a new thing to me. I don't get it exactly. But what like what gives you your ideas? Do you get it from watching other reels or other Twitter? I'm not. I'm saying Twitter and it's t- Tic Tac. Yeah. Mean- <laughs> so uh, I, I never thought I would do this um, cosplaying thing. Uh, not because uh, it, it's not hard. I mean, it's hard. Of course, it's hard work. But it's uh it's getting the idea beside it. I think I first started. We, we, they were doing this uh, Pirate of the Caribbean cosplay, so we're playing, you know, mermen and mermaids, and you know, I, that's one of my love of of the of the sea. So I thought that would be fun to just starting that, and then, and then, and beside that, and then I I started doing. I saw people doing Poison Ivy, Catwoman. And all this creative thing, and I was like, "Wow!" And then what I like about it, even though it's Catwoman, but both sex can play. So there'll be, you know, a, a guy playing Catwoman or, or Cat Ladder, whatever they call it, and then there'll be a male version of Poison Ivy. I was like, "Wow!" If they can do this, you know, uh, let me just, you know, dab my feet a little bit, and then little by little, I start getting more, a little bit more confident. And I start getting um, makeup supply just to, you know, I'm not a makeup expert. So I had to like watch a lot of YouTube videos. I had to apply mascara yeah. and eyeliner. And <laughs> Hey, you know, YouTube is fabulous for so many things. Absolutely. I completely agree. So little by little, I tried to do, just to learn the contour of my face and what's the best way to apply it. And over time, it, it got really uh, take a life of its own. And I, it's, it's. It's been fabulous. I, I love it's always this excitement that I know that I that what I'm gonna cosplay tonight and then just you know write some note, you know, 
uh, get the uh, choose the perfect uh, voiceover or the music, just mm-hmm. to really get people understand what what is the vibe I'm trying to create. So no, it's for sure. <laughs> it's been uh, I see it too. <laughs> it's been an awesome journey. All this character that I wanted to cosplay, and I just like really go for it. And and seeing other cosplayer doing their thing just inspire me to really uh, push uh, the envelope there and and really just like get out of my comfort zone and just really explore um, this part of myself. And and actually, and sometimes they help with my writing. You know, if I want to create mm-hmm. just a unique story so it's been a blast it's been a real blast <laughs> that is so cool well i i would definitely have to say one thing i'm surprised by because i have seen your reels and, and your uh tiktok um instead of tiktok whatever i was saying earlier um <laughs> i'm surprised that you have an accent i didn't know you had an accent what is this accent i'm detecting <laughs> i am um, so i'm from the caribbean creole uh-huh. uh, i'm from haiti uh, so <laughs> they actually awesome. come out from time to time. Uh, the yeah. funny, yeah, the funny thing is just like when we're on the island. So uh, our um, professor was uh, um, she sent uh, she spent actually ten years in London. So when she started like um, teaching us English, so it was very uh, a little bit British kind of thing. So my mm. English when I first came in the States, so I was, you know, I was, it was broken English, but it was still uh, British in a way. So because that was how she taught us, like all the book that we learned was very like um, English style of thing. So which wasn't a problem for me. It was still English. Like as long as people understand me, that was a thing. And then when I right. came in the state, uh, I did my high school, you know, meeting a new friend and it, it slowly kind of dissipated. But from time to time, it just, it will pop in. <laughs> and they're yeah, like, no, that's fantastic. I, I'm like, yeah, I know I have an accent. I say things different. <laughs> let me tell you though, Dicey, right now, when she hears any of this, she's going to be like, wait a minute. I did not know he had an accent. <laughs> she loves accents. We actually um, interviewed the gentleman who played, and of course, I'm terrible. All the listeners going to be yelling his name, um, but it's the gentleman who plays. Um, the cat on Hocus Pocus, uh, no. Jinx. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's and one of my... We interviewed movies. him, and he is just a regular American, but he did the Jinx accent, and Dicey was like, oh, my God, my toes that, are curling. That's so cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> she started asking him to say sexy stuff, and I have to tell you, Angelo, I laughed so hard <laughs> because I just saw the cat in my that head is- saying <laughs> stuff like, come give me a kiss or something, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and she's dying she's like i love it so much and she's fanning herself or whatever who knows at home and i'm like oh my god i can't i can't it's the black cat that in my head awesome that is awesome yeah, <laughs> but <have> anyway <laughs> i had to bring that up because that's hilarious well okay so back to you back to you okay so now i found this interesting and a curiosity i i don't know if you know much about me um on the show dicey is more of the sex um, the derivative. I don't know what the right word would be, but she's the sex part of it. I'm the horror part of it, though she does write horror too. But I'm just, you know, I'm into the creepy, weird stuff. Uh, so, <laughs> well, uh... I notice an oddity on your Instagram is you say you are a fairy connoisseur. So, explain to us what this means. I wonder how many of your own fans are interested in knowing this. So, uh, on my creative part you know i'm a published author 
Uh, and on my spiritual path, I'm a, a Reiki master practitioner. And I am also oh. on the, the fairy path, as many call it. So when I say fairy connoisseur, so I just stuff that I've over the year that I uh, learn about fairies there, you know, they goes by many names as, you know, people call them. And mm. you have the Danushi in Ireland, you have the, the Silly in Unsilly Court in Scotland, you have um, the El Cantado and 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 South America and in Encantado and 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 the Philippines. So the elf and, and Nordic um, um, mythology and folklores, and you have the Welsh fairy, like the the Arabic fairy. You have they go by many name and a uh, many tradition. Um, so I had to really uh, learn some books and see what they are, but also have my own spiritual um, experience that mm -hmm. I sometimes weave into my writing. Of course, you know, there's the possibility of fictional writing, but also I weave, you know, my little, you know, just a little pizzazz of spirituality in the book. <laughs> just... Sure. Well, this makes me interested. Like, what what made you, like, okay, for, okay, two questions here. How long has that been something that you've been interested in pursuing? And also, um, what what's piqued that interest? Like, what when did this start for you? And what was it that started this down down the started you down this path? Oh, the spiritual path. The, the well, the the fairy specifically. It oh. just was interesting <laughs> that this is the thing that uh, you know out of all the spiritual stuff you could have you know gone for, especially being from Haiti. Yeah, you know, this <laughs> is the always, one you went for. Yeah. Um, I found out when I was um, reconnect with myself that I could see them when I was little. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes when you see things, um, the brain try to make a, a logical explanation for it. And so, uh, and when I found out, I used to see them. And because over, you know, over my teenage year, as you know, I got bullied a lot, unfortunately. So that uh, because I was the kid, I was they thought that they were talking, he was talking to himself, but unfortunately that was not, I was, you know, talking <laughs> as right. with someone else that was not just visible to the human eyes, just for me. I got it, yep. So I, I've been there, I understand. <laughs> so over the year, you know, I, I got bullied and that, I guess that sight kind of closed itself. And I kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, risked it into myself because I didn't want to, I wanted to be as normal as two people can be. So, um, and then uh, over during, 2011, I, I believe, and I started on this uh, this path, reconnect with the fairy, who they are. I, I started listening. I started seeing people who are on the same path as I. Like, I didn't feel mm -hmm. like I was alone. I was like, wow. So, I, like, you were, like, drawing these people into into your world. Yes, yes. I was just like, oh, my God. I uh, This woman is talking about fairies. Oh, my God, this is so cool. It was just like one by one it was just like the universe is like okay it's time to reconnect with that part of yourself so it was mm. just like weird coincidences weird videos with like article i was seeing and then on a on a special night i i started doing this um meditation and reconnecting with part of yourself that you you suppress but not of a, not out at, at of um selfishness but how you know in a way you have to def you know to protect yourself and and so i had to follow the step of, of this meditation and really reconnect with myself with the fairy it was a fairy meditation i, I think we we're doing a fairy queen meditation mm -hmm. and and it and the lady said you know don't uh, just let the energy connect with you and print with your with your soul so i did that and then um 
I, I see this, you know, very uh, Titania S like archer, pin dragon kind of uh, <laughs> like medieval yeah. lady, very long hair and a very deep uh, dark eyes looking at me. And we follow the step of the rituals, and then something inside of me just like uh, snap, like like someone just like, you know, shattered a mirror. And I remember I was emotional and crying. I was like on my knees, like hugging myself and crying. Oh, wow. And it was just like this, like reconnection with everything, you know, all the memory when I was little. I was like, oh my god, I, you guys were here all the time. It was just like, I was like, and that's like, how is this possible? And and then it was like your third eye reopening. Yes, little by little, start things start getting connecting, and uh, like I would see my dream will become more vivid. Like uh, I would be surrounded by flowery scent, but there'd be no flower around, or bird would follow me, and it was just one thing after the other. But the most important lesson on this path that I learned is what they taught me. I know many people on this path has on this path has many unique experiences. So, but for me, in my opinion, what they taught me is be yourself. Because even though I was working with them, there was a part of me when people say, oh, wow, you work with fairies. And then they would give me this like, oh, this guy is silly and this like, you know, and fantasy look. And I would like, you know, run back into myself, you know, just like, oh, the shame of like, connect with that. And what I learned when that happened, their energy kind of like become distance. It was just like this summer, you need to learn how to be true to yourself. So it mm. takes like a lot of a lot of peeling of sure. the to really, you know, I was like, yes, I work with fairy now. And as I started, you know, embracing that part of myself and seeing other people on, on this path who embrace who they are, it's like, hey, yeah, I work with fairies, this is who they are. And I realized the energy was like much more stronger around me. I mean, it's still like they, mm-hmm. so of course they give me, I feel like I call them pop quiz you know, test, <laughs> mm-hmm. just to see if I'm like, if I'm still on that path. And then, but on each puzzle, I become learning who I am as a person, as a human being, as a, as a spiritual person, having a human experience, I learn uh, to um, embrace my strength and weakness and uh, who I am as a person and learn from the past, living the present and creating your future. So it, it's been a, a roller coaster journey and it's <laughs> amazing yeah well you know the thing that that a lot of um americans don't realize in europe the and really probably outside of america mostly you're gonna find more people are connected to the fairy realm because yes. of of nature being a lot more pre- uh, prevalent um more there you know what i mean um, yes. whereas in america we're all about the aliens and you know the <laughs> europeans look at us like what is wrong with you so yes. you know, everybody you know people maybe there's something there maybe there's something connected that those two worlds i'm not sure but you know our, our last guest talked a lot about uh the Fae and the realm of the Fae and the various things that were that come and go there. She she was a medium. She talked about her connections with angels and her connections with various uh, beings. And she cleanses houses and she spe- sees and speaks the spirit. Yeah. So you know, a lot of these things are interwoven. But you know, it's kind of like when you practice law, you're going to yes. focus on one thing, right? So Absolutely. it seems to me that this may be your calling. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was just a blessing. And then with that, I had to learn other different, you know, energy working just to um, um, sense, you know, who is, you know, 
who is here, who is not. So I, I work with like angelic feel energy. I do Reiki, all just like really amazing spiritual path and people uh, to connect with people. So that has really helped me along with my spiritual path. And, but not just spiritual path, any mundane part of my life, to be honest, to bring yeah. balance in that. So, uh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> and did it lead you down the path into being a, a writer? Yes. <laughs> I, um, uh, I started, it, it's great because I never thought uh, on this day that I would be a writer. That was not even, not in a bad way to say because um, way, way back, way before I moved to the U.S., I made a promise to someone, you know, they say, you're going to be a writer somewhere, someday. And I look and I was like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. And then for some reason in 2007, uh, I was in college and I started writing this fantastic, this fantastic story on uh, a notebook. And sort of like paying attention in class, I was just like writing. I was just like writing. It was just like, wow, like this, this story is a flowing. And then I, I started, you know, and I finished it. And I'm like, now what? That was way before of email. I think uh, back then you're supposed to put it in a, in a flash drive and send it to a publishing house and then you have to wait two or three weeks and they will give you the answer if they like it or not. And, but mm. I was just so clear. I was like, what do I do now? And I just like put it aside and just focus another mm. thing. And, <laughs> and then I remember on Facebook where I was talking to, uh, to like a friend of a friend, a mutual friend, and we we're talking about food and the cheesecake for some reason. And then the conversation of writing just came in. And then she said, you know what, I hold a, a little, I just started a little independent um, publishing house. And, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, that would be so cool. I would love to publish my book. But, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not, English is my, is not my first language. You know, I, I, I'm a bad English student. You know, my grammar is not so good. And then she said, you know what, just um, uh, type, you know, cause, and I say, you know, they're not type, the, the, the written, so the word of fading. And she said, um, try to type at least the first chapter, you know, uh, mm. and then just type it in and then send it to me. Uh, if I like it, I will tell you that I like it. If I don't like it, then I'll just, you know, be honest with that. that I, don't like I don't like it. And I say, cool. All right. So I spend the whole night just like really, you know, re sometimes I think what people don't realize with writers, when you writing on a notebook and typing are two different things. Because yes. <laughs> you really have to like decipher what you just wrote on a notebook. Yes. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, all of a what? sudden you're a doctor. Yeah. I'm like, what scribbling. is even that? Is that a D? Is that, is that a C? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I, <laughs> so I said the whole time. This is the bane of, of writing I know. A, a computer. <laughs> So I had to really just decipher what I just wrote, but you know, eventually, you know, uh, I I did it, and I and I just like you know I sent it to her and I say, and then she's like, oh my god, I love it. You gotta you gotta just like start going. I was just like, I don't know. You just start typing. So <laughs> I spent okay. I just spent the whole night, just like uh, the whole month to be honest, just like typing and typing, and I'm like, and then and then it clashes with my spiritual uh awakening as to say and i'm like you know what this book has you know working with the fair has really helped me uh my artistic side you know creating something out of nothing i mm -hmm. i learned that's how that's how the fairy appreciate that they love artistic things singing writing poetry mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. i really asked them you know help me you know 
connect with this. So, and I think the deal was to involve them in the story. So I kind of create this court of fairies, you know, from the old folklore, of course, and in, and in with ha having a fictional license, you know, creating anything you want, but mm -hmm. still, still, you know, make it a little truth in it. So, and then over time, it just, you know, it it just become a life of its own. But I didn't. Well, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to ask: Was this your first um, of your series of Heart of Ice? Uh, Heart, yeah, Heart of Ice is the second book. Um, I, oh, okay. Yeah. Please. Heart of Darkness was the first one. I, okay. I, I actually there wasn't even a, a title. I was just like writing. I was I was just like creating the story, and I just like typed. Not just oh my god. Uh, I had to like really read a lot of uh, folklore book because you know, I'm creating new character. I had to read other fiction yeah. writer. Uh, I started with Ayn Rice. I started uh, Lowell K. Harmington, um, Sherilyn Kenyon, uh, Yasmin Gallant. All those like really wonderful writer. Um, Stephen King, you know, because you know mm -hmm. I'm a horror fan, so I had to like bring the horror in there. And yes. I, so I had to make it in a way that. Um, of course, other writers uh, inspire me, but I didn't want to copy their work to say I wanted of to course, create right. my own universe. So I wanted to just create some rich, unique experience that, you know, I created this because I, I sometimes when I read other books, I realized I was like, wait a minute, there's a writer that write the same thing. I said, like, they just copy from this writer. <laughs> <'Cause> uh, you, <laughs> you can tell. Uh, no, 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 no um, hitting, of course, but it was just like so strangely um familiar to say so I, I didn't want to go to that path of course I, I think it was just one author that I read and, and I and when I google it I did find out other people so oh yeah she actually plagiarized from this writer so that, that was oh, like wow. way back yeah that was like way way back that was not even it's recent. unfortunate it happened yeah. yeah yeah I was just like wow so I was not kidding so and then that really gave me a dose of anxiety. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I'm telling you guys, this this series, now, you really created a world in this series. There's a lot of intricate parts <laughs> in it. You can tell that you create, like, you were looking and studying. And, and it was interesting, too, because Dicey's profession is lawyer. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, this show should have been your show instead of my show to do. Because I mean, you have created an entire court system for the supernatural world. Give our give our listeners a little bit of uh, insight to your series. I mean, you have multiple books, but let's, since we're yeah. on this one, let's talk about this so, one and our our Valentino character. So creating this character because I read, I, I'm a, a a big reader. So I, I'm a book nerd. So I read a lot of book. And reading all this book of fiction, I, I'm so inspired by those wonderful uh, female character that most writers I recreated, which I, I'm in love with them. You know, they're strong, they're powerful, you know, they have thing going on in their life, but they still manage to beat the bad guy at the end of the day, which I, I enjoy. I think one of the one of the characters that I read, it, she, she had a, an allergic to peanut. Even though she's like fighting werewolf or something, but you give her something to have peanuts. She her her throat would just close up and just like you have to give her her penicillin or something, which I thought that was really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I think that was cool. It makes her human, right? Yeah, yeah, I was just like, wow, that is really really cool. So for me, I wanted a character that, of course, uh, a male character related to me, but who's a person of color, but who happened to be gay but also is in the same profession as, you know, detective and, 
and you know fighting with the bad guy but still have a a humanity to him still have you know um, doubt and fears and and searching for love all that but still manage to look at the darkness in in human also non-human um entity of course and mm-hmm. so I I started creating. I was like, okay, he's gonna have this, you know, he's gonna be cool, of course, but <laughs> he's gonna have this all this sassiness to him. And uh, and I was like, Val- I was like Valentino. I was like, like at first the name will be Celestine. I was like, no, it has to be like kind of flow to the tongue, like taste like honey in your tongue. I was like, Valentino Celestine. I was like, yeah. That's it, Valentino. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so uh, I I just create. I just like make all this notebook, like I mean, um, note and paper. Just write the name of the character and and give him you know, distinct characters. And and I wanted to you know, especially if it's a word of supernatural, I I wanted to give him you know his um, supernatural aspect, and that's why I make them into a. Uh, a half incubus so just yes. to uh let people see how we deal with his nature you know an incubus has to feed so and he's you know fighting this you know this other side of him but while mm-hmm. maintaining his humanity in a world that you know that's filled with other creatures and uh, one other thing i didn't want to i didn't want to make the vampire the uh the the alpha male of the food chain, so to say. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. Wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted to create monsters that uh, that are kind of scarier than a vampire, uh, and okay. that would make vampires scary. Because uh, for when you hear vampire, you know, vampire is the uh, the ultimate alpha male, to say, second to the werewolf, I would say, for mm-hmm. most of it. Like, when you're a vampire, you know things are going to be good because he's an immortal creature. He has all this knowledge, all this strength, all the all the power bestowed upon him. So I wanted to create other realm also, which is where the the court of fairy came in. And you have the um, the golden court of fairy, the silly, which is called, which is a term for the blessed. And silly is the silver court, which is the court of nightmare and, and, and darkness. You have the spring court, the summer court, and you have the vampiric court, which is the chrisman court. And then you have the the lunar core, which is all the were kind, werewolf, were cat, were uh, panther, whatever where it is. Right. And then above all, you have the the angelic core, which is the court of angels, and and then you have the the, um, the demonic core, which is a uh, demon. So the like the the big bad guys, you know, the the light and the dark that reside in all humanity and supernatural creatures. And then you have all this other, you know, other regime that just like, you know, go- govern all this other creature. And then mm-hmm. above all that, and then you have the, the highest of the highest, which is the creator of, of universe. Like this is like the realm of the God, which is like a whole <laughs> different aspect. But I wanted right. to create this, this society of, you know, of creature. I was like, if you have all this, if human find out all the supernatural creatures are real, I'm pretty sure not all of them is gonna be happy that this creature exists. You know how why right. would, how would react? You know some of them. You know would start. You know creating mass genocide. I was like, let's say we have, you know, powerful creature that that kind of like you know, hey, um, you know, even though we're real, but we still have to maintain the law. We still have to bring harmony. You know, in the face of mm-hmm. of, media, of course. So that's how I, I create all this. You know. There's a court, and then that's when Valentino come in, 
he's, you know, um, and I explain he's the concert of one of the um, supernatural creatures, with, which in the book I call him a guardian. So, you know, you have the the Garden of, of Philadelphia, which is where the story takes place. You have you can have the Garden of New York, of, you know, of uh, California. So so and then you have a concert, which is a human just to show people that, hey, uh, human and supernatural creature can go side by side because you know, the garden have a human concert, you know, but mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on behind door. But, you know, in the public right. space, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's you have to you have to maintain an image. So I thought that was really great in creating those um, this character. <laughs> no, I thought it was very interesting and intriguing. It's a different perspective because I've read it. I mean, obviously, True Blood and, you know, there's yes. a lot of different <laughs> shows Um one of my favorite authors, uh, she does the uh, Suki Stackhouse. I'm sorry, yes. not Suki. That was a, that was True Blood. I know. Um, um, <laughs> my brain is not is not functioning. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Patricia Briggs is the name of the author. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. she does the Mercy Thompson series. Okay, so in the Mercy series, um, it's the Fae and everything Fae or supernatural is kind of governed by the Fae in the eyes of of the humans to try to keep peace if you will of course in her series nobody knows about vampires but logically it seems to me that if we were to say come out you know all these soups come out of the the proverbial closet if you will um the humans would definitely be like okay kill this thing because it's not human yeah you know but if they were intelligent and speaking and you know here we are trying to i mean we can't even get human rights, you know, voted on Amen. throughout the world. <laughs> but if we're living among, you know, if we have, if you know, our, as you say in, in the book, if our grocery store bagger is a werewolf at night, you know, yeah. we, we've been seeing him, you know, his whole life growing up. And all of a sudden now we discover, well, he isn't even human. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, it, it tears you like, what do I do? I know this kid, you know, I, he's been great. He's never had, never given me any trouble. And yes. so <laughs> I, I would think that logically it would make sense to put some sort of law and order there in order for the government to also be controlled. Because then it's one of those things. Do you remember the show Stranger Things? Yes. There was a part in the episode, uh, sorry, season two, where they're trying to blow uh, the cover of this, this whatever it was, that facility that had killed Barb from yes. the first season with mm-hmm. the monster. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, the populace can't handle the concept that we've opened a, dim- a door to a dimension and we've let this monster come out that killed one of our own. Mm-hmm. So what we'll say is that there was a gas leak. And it's the responsibility of these people because they, they killed this girl. Yeah. And it's like water it down until the public can handle it. And at the same time, you are doing something to that government arm. You're twisting that government arm and making them take responsibility and saying, you know, we know what you did for real. <laughs> and now the world thinks this is what you did and this they can take. And, you know, yes. you know, we've got you. And so to me, that would be a very clever way for not only the humans to accept these supernatural creatures, but for the supernatural creatures to also say, okay, humans, we got you by the arm. And yes. you have, we are playing your game, quote unquote. You know yes. what I'm saying? I get it. So that because, was pretty clever. Because <laughs> I explained, you know, not all the supernatural creatures are okay with human because of, you know, how uh, we are a very destructive uh, species. So not all of them mm. is going to be too keen leaving 
with us side by side. So, sure. <laughs> so well, you know, like, okay, yeah. so our listeners heard on our last episode about the incubus and the succubus. Mm-hmm. Incubus being female, um, succubus being male, correct? Oh, it, it's vice versa. Succubus is oh. female and in- incubus is, is male. male. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm dyslexic. Anyway, so, <laughs> of course, I, you know, I 100% um, found those, those, we had a lot of questions for our last guest about that. Mm-hmm. And then you brought up, and then uh, I've definitely, you know, I was a big fan of the Lost Girls series. I don't know if you had watched it, I but I did. definitely love it. <laughs> yes. And so I thought, well, this is fantastic because, you know, you brought in some of that, but at the same time, you gave us a whole different perspective with him being gay. And yes. now I, I had the question there. And of course, before I, I move forward with that question, I do want to tell the listeners, you know, in order for these incubus and succubus to survive, they actually have to feed off the sexual energy of their victim. Yes. Um, and that and that was something that um, our last um, uh, guest did not go into fully. She just said they take it. They take advantage of the person and it does not feel good to them. Mm. Um and so your character does not do that. He's because of his half human side, he gets consent, which is fan, you know, two thumbs up. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was great to hear. <laughs> yes. It's a must. And then, you know, I thought, okay, well, what is happening now? You know, with, I guess I wanted to get your perspective of it. Cause in a way he's like a vampire in a way, it's just yes. not blood. Mm-hmm. So why is it that he, cause in your book, you do elude that he, that particular combination half human half succubus is not necessarily a good thing. Can you tell us the reason for that? Or is that something that you have to read the complete series to find out? Oh, no, no, no. Um, so, uh, because so in the story, the, um, uh, the succubi and ankbi or more like the the uh, the black sheep of the supernatural tribe to say, because okay. of of their nature, they have the ability to feed on anything that have a soul. To be honest, so you know okay. they're seductive, they're alluring, and um, and some of them don't really uh, do give consent to say, which is where right. Valentino is a traditional yeah. version of it, right? So I had to um, see. Uh, make Valentino kind of like a bit different, so to say. So uh, because of his nature, of, of the incubus nature in the book, they are they are hunted, so to say. So over the year, so other supernatural, supernatural, supernatural creatures, sorry, uh, would give, you know, um, plenty to hide out. They would say, oh, this, this person is an incubus, you know, um, you know, they can be in the human realm, so they have to like, you know, go away. So, um, so little by little, the incubus went into hiding, which, which they're part of the dark, um, the dark court, the demonic court. So it's that they would consider them that. So they wouldn't, they want, they don't stay in the human realm that long until they have to uh, hunt for somebody for, or, you know, a certain soul that make a contract or something. So it's mm-hmm. rare for, uh, for someone to be a half breed. That's mean if a half breed would mean one of the parent is human. And uh, the one would be a a, a succubus or an incubus. So right. um, and uh, halfway doesn't stay that long on on the human realm. So the the moment they they start feeding, you know, their um, demonic parent would just come to take them um, <laughs> away <laughs> to right. to train in to train in the art of seduction, so to say. Uh, so, but the the 
the rule that I make uh, in, in my story for the book, so when, uh, because incubus not only feed on, on sexual energy and sex, but they also, they also uh, feed on your soul. So when they devour, uh, when they devour their soul, so basically that, that person is no longer alive. It, they're dead, mm-hmm. which is why, which what makes them dangerous. They could feed on, on a vampire or werewolf if they choose and just devour their soul to, to the last bit. So with Valentino, because he's, he's a half-breed, he knows that he's, he's you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the guilty <laughs> pleasure, like it's right. addictive just to do that. So he's, um, he just tends to just feed, you know, on the sex and the, on the energy part. But little, but little by little, he can tell, he could see, uh someone's soul and he and in the book he described how you know it, it it's the certain color certain certain smell certain um taste um but he knows uh when uh when a half breed you know uh kind of like give them to their senses and they they not only feed on the sexual energy they begin to feed on their soul valentino know he will become a full complete full-fledged incubus and then he will be bound to the ruler of the incubus um uh, king to say so okay. he's trying he's trying really hard not to go <laughs> that um that, that path, path because <laughs> right because you know his his human side would be no more he will be a very uh, uh to him he think if he if he become a full incubus he will be um uh devoid of human emotion which is being empathic being kind mm-hmm. be be he will be he think he will be a very cold cruel uh, creature who doesn't care about anything just in, is he, just to feed on his selfish uh you know need you know i need to feed so i, I don't care who you are i'm just kind of draining the last bite so he's trying right. to really hard not to not follow, to fall on that not, yeah. not to give in just like you know uh, which would be almost like a vampire who hasn't fed for a while would be very animalistic to his uh, feeding habit <laughs> so yeah yeah that so, makes sense so I, well, I, I, I thought, it, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was just, I was so curious because by, you know, reading his, his story and his perspective, he does seem, you know, just, um, you know, the, the being gay is just who he is. And yes. I thought it was curious that you, that you decided to let him be an actual consort behind the curtain as well as in front of the curtain. In other words, actually letting him, you know, giving him, that sexual role with a female uh, supernatural. I thought that was a curious uh, decision to make. What made you make that choice? Oh, you mean uh, with the female concert? Yes. Oh, um, I think because of the relationship, well, the first concert, I'm assuming the first guardian, which is uh, a fairy queen named um, Amoria. Um, I explained the part. He's, uh, I guess, the only female he had, he lay with because of her fairy nature, which is um, the fate tend to be a little bit more um, chaotic to say, and uh, mm-hmm. they they're, they're a bit more older than vampire, so mm. their their energy is like a bag of cookies for Valentino. So, okay, okay. <laughs> so that of, was yeah. I just didn't. I I mean, I get that. I got that part, but I just didn't know if it was you know a particular reason that she chose for him because normally. You know, I guess people would say, is he bisexual? But that was really the only female that he yeah. used to, what I'm saying. So I just thought that was an interesting choice to make. Yeah, I think it's because she could see uh, who he is because he has to hide 
who he is. He has to like camouflage his um, magical signature, which uh, in the book he wore a necklace in the shape of a crescent moon that that mm. had his mm. otherworldly nature. But because of um, Amora, who she is, she's a fairy. She's you know, their fairies are excellent in the magical art and glamour and magic. So she could exactly see who he is and understand his struggle. So he was, okay. she was actually the first person that he could trust and let down his wall and be who he is around him. And because of the nature, I wanted to show that fairy don't, doesn't discriminate, so to say. <laughs> they're very- And really, uh, I mean, and plus the fae to me, they're not a very, um, like a male or female energy. Yeah, At least- at least that's what I think. I don't know how other people see it, but that's kind of how. Yeah. To me, I know, feel like they just go with the flow. They're just like, hey, yeah, they're uh, androgynous. In a yeah, way. then I go, oh, I don't, I, I don't have sex with you know this. I was like, no, they just like they. There's a part when I wrote, you know, human are the are the only one who put limit and and rule to mm. love. Like we the fae love who we love. So there's a very uh, with uh, Valentino and Amoria. There's a very there's a love there, but it's not uh, romantic. It's almost like uh, platonic, but to a sexual level. I don't know how to explain that. I think because of his... Well, I think with yeah. his, his nature being an incubus. Yeah. And Faye, you know, Faye, they're tricky. They're tricksters sometimes. So, yes. you know, I could I could see how that fed into her also, you know, her character as well. You know, so it was kind of an... I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up because I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the things our listeners all know about Dicey, she is a fan of the man-on-man action. So oh, yeah. much so, she's <laughs> she's got her OnlyFans page uh, where you can mm. log on and, and, and read some of her real-life um, adventures with things of this nature. So, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so it kind of it brought me back to that thinking, okay, well, this is a little different because... You know, Dicey's very feminine. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. see her being very masculine. I mean, the girl's got boobs bigger than mine. Her <laughs> one boob is bigger than one of my my entire head. You know, awesome. <laughs> so she's very feminine. You know, she's just ex- exuberates it, which is wonderful. She's beautiful. So um, I just found, you know, I I thought, well, a fae female would be such a different type of creature to yes. you know. You know, and I thought that w- that was a very interesting choice, and I, I wanted to just highlight that before we move forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Um, how many books in this series? Let our listeners know. So, so far it's two. Uh, it's um, The first one is Heart of Darkness, uh, book one. And then the second one is Heart of Ice. Um, the third one that's coming that I'm working on it so far, it's called Heart of Silver. And uh, it's coming in the future. <laughs> so, cool. so I'm really just like right now, there's a bit of uh, writer's block, but but that's fine. Because I think I what I the reason that I stopped, I wanted to have the physical... Uh, book two in my hand just to read it just to get an idea of yeah. where I'm going in book three because I, I soon as, I think I soon as I, as I finished book two like I just t- finished the manuscript and I just went straight into book three and I just like oh, wow. con- like a continuing I'm like wait what do I do now I don't have <laughs> I, need, I need to have the actual paperback <laughs> in my hand so <laughs> yeah I'm the, I'm a strange author I actually see the end before I see anything else and sometimes it makes it so hard <laughs> then I'm like, wait I want to wait I need to talk. okay now this turned into five books God damn that it, happens you know? sometimes. We're like, I was like, okay, wait. Like, I will write the plot. I'm like, okay, this and this is the end. This and this that happened. I'm like, wait, but 
there's still more story <laughs> to yes to it's, it's definitely a difficult thing yeah 100 no, percent. i'm doing a serial of series um right now myself and i already know what the last series is about and the middle series is the one giving me a hard time so i get it <laughs> <laughs> so you you do have other books that um do you want to talk about those or i can yes oh, go yeah, ahead please. talk about those. so um uh, so right now i have three physical book which only uh ebook and paperback so two book of the series and another one called um spellbound and erotic odyssey and i have other mini book they're only uh ebook version because they're very short story they're very um short uh so um the two short story it's called um love remember which is like a, a romance story about two um, gay men uh, who was lover in ancient ancient time, and they keep reincarnated to different um, time of history. Oh, wow. And every time they meet, they recognize each other like they're so recognized each other. They die, so they have to reincarnate oh, over gosh. and over again until they're <laughs> the story of our lives. People. Yeah, it's very <laughs> short, and I'm like, and then somebody say, "Wow, you know, you could start like a novel." It's like, yeah, it's not that easy, but it could be made. And then the yeah. other one is the <laughs> the Triumph of Medusa. That was the name of it. It was about uh, the story of Medusa. Basically, um, uh, she's one of my favorite mythological characters, but I wanted to, like a short story, like, you know, everybody know her story. You know, she's Medusa. Mm -hmm. This happened to her. She turned people to stone. She got, you know, killed by Perseus. But I was like, what, if, what about her own story? What, like, you know, I want to... I wanted to write a story, like hearing from her own mouth, what really happened to her, like who she is, where she come from, and what happened, you know, that fateful night. It's kind of like fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it. That's awesome. It was super short. Like I'm talking about like probably 12 page or 15 page long or something. So it was like super short. And then I was like, okay, this cannot be a, a paperback because like, it's extremely short. So I'm just going like, to yeah. keep it back journey. But um, Spellbound is one of my older uh, story that that I'm kind of like it's it's a very uh, how to explain it a very um, healing story so to say mm -hmm. uh, okay so to to long story short it was you know um, uh, I you know I was roman not romantically involved with someone just kind of like you know emotionally involved with someone mm -hmm. uh, uh, infatuation so to say. Uh, and then, you know, this happened, that happened, we we parted way. Uh, but uh, to be honest, it's almost like I didn't have the last word to say. So, so, so to be honest. So I was like, well, I can't. Gotcha. <laughs> so I'm gonna, you know, usually, you know, you try to make a man, you know, have a reasonable conversation and say, okay, you go away, I, I go my way. But that didn't happen. So I said, well, I'm going to try to heal myself. So I'm going to write a story to say what I want to say, but make it fictional. <laughs> but still, you know, hold the truth inside of it. So um, that that that's the spellbound. I started with that. And and for some reason, I, I stopped writing it for two years because there's some part, you know, when especially when, we, when you go in that healing, emotional healing road, there's some door that you you put in lock. You, have to, you don't want to open that door again so i didn't i didn't want to like continue but over time he's like you know what if i'm gonna heal myself then i really need to just you know really dive into it so you know i was like it's gonna be fiction of course but there is some part that are a little bit very true to my heart so gotcha so, well you know we do that as writers right that's I, yes. I don't know about you but that's what i use i'm also a poet and that's what i started writing years ago when i was like yes. 12 
and that's that's yeah so that's how I got through emotional issues it was a big part of my healing process and also a good place to channel anger so you know you don't go out and do stupid things like trash people's cars or (laughs) steal a car or have sex in a car I don't know apparently I'm all about cars tonight but you know (laughs) you don't get in trouble doing something else in your moments so writing has been a big part of that for me and I'd love to hear that it's doing that for you that's great so I, that's one of my other books. So I, it was a healing, a healing process. So it was beautifully written. But I think the funny thing when people, uh, uh, when people, people that I know, when I, they read my book, both of uh, two book of the series and Spellbound. And then when they, <laughs> they can't look at me the same way anymore because they'd be like, dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was real. I was like, I'll never tell. Like, you just, you just have to figure it out. <laughs> that's how, yeah, that's how that she is too. Like, people yeah. give her so much flack about some of the sections she's written. Yeah. And she's just like, what? Like, I'm, it's my character. They're like, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, okay. But regardless, I wanted to show. I, I think of all the book, uh, I think Spellbound and then uh, the Valentino series are different because. No, Valentine has the, the sex scene, the incubus, but because, you know, there's a, a, a crime story involved, uh, there's also mm-hmm. the part of horror and, and, you know, and darkness and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's... it's Which is really different. intriguing, yeah. Yeah, funny. and I was just like, I wanted to see how far outside the box, uh, basically, how far in my comfort zone am I allowed to go when I'm writing uh, mm-hmm. the bad guy, <laughs> so to say. yeah. <laughs> Like, what is your hard line? I was curious to ask you that. Like, what's your hard line when you're writing? Like, what won't you write? Like, you're like, okay, I'm not going to write about puppies being pulled apart or something. Like, what's your hard line? Um, I I really don't like. Well, Poppy is is one. So. <laughs> I just named one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anything that that involves, you know, really forcing uh, a character forcing this on on someone mm-hmm. or um anything that involve um a younger uh, person mm-hmm. um uh anything of that not not to say not taboo per se but anything that is um that really really don't seal that that don't sit well with if it, my my philosophy if it doesn't sit well with you while you're writing this it is not going yeah. to well with the writer of course i read yeah i read some stuff i'm like oh my god i'm like wow (laughs) i'm like i I can't do that but like hey kudos to them but but for me i was just like if i'm writing this if i'm not feeling the vibe then i'm pretty sure my reader is not gonna feel the vibe so uh, yeah i definitely have i felt a little bit uncomfortable reading which you know horror is supposed to be uncomfortable yeah but some of the stuff like uh uh, is it Christian Rice and Rice's son? Have you read uh, any of his stuff? I read one of his books. Uh, Sometimes he's I... a little harsh. Yeah, yes. he gets me. He yeah. gets me a little like, woo, dude. <laughs> I'm like, wow. You're dark. I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely gets you like your eyebrows yeah. going up. What? Okay. <laughs> I think the the I think with what I think is that when you're writing, uh, when the the horror part of the story involves just ordinary human you'd be like whoa you have no idea that human can do can go that dark <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, and, but 
when it involves supernatural creature, we're like, you know what? I, I could see something like that, a vampire going, you know, really outside the comfort zone or well of going right. really because that they're that's in their nature. They're I, I more of an, of an animal. Presence. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. when it involves just an alternate human, you're like, wow, a human really that it's dark? harder. Yeah. It's back to the whole, let's say it's just poison and not another dimension. So people yeah. can accept it. No, yeah. I, I get it. Because in my second book, um, I had a it was not, you know, the whole human trafficking thing was blowing up when I was uh, writing that book. Not that it wasn't yeah happening forever in our history but it was yeah. really becoming more known and more like hey this stuff's happening in your neighborhood yeah. um and so i made a brothel in my book but it wasn't of humans it was of the uh supernatural and they specifically shapeshifters so that that people could not only go there to do horrible and awful things to things that weren't human because yeah. they, they weren't human, but also, you know, they can make them shape shift into animals or, you know, all these really just, I mean, it was humans making them do it, but it was yeah. still to something in, inhuman. Yeah. So it was, a, it was definitely a twisted perspective. So I get that concept. Like it, yeah. it's easier for people to handle. Yeah. Especially with, with all the story, the, you know, the vampire, well, well, supernatural creature, you know, in your story, there's going to be, I, I call him a red light, red light district where, <laughs> oh, where yeah. yeah, where your, your fantasy or your nightmare will come alive because human has that, you know, that, uh, infatuation with those creatures yeah so. <laughs> we do you know and you know i know i mean i don't know if you have any perspective and i find this interesting that we're talking about these things because if dicey was on it would definitely have a little bit of a different skew because both of us being spiritual very spiritually aware and mm -hmm. writers of dark things um i think we come to it in a different way than most writers would mm -hmm. um but I, you know, what do you think is the fascination for humans, if you will, with the dark, with the darker side of life? What do you think that might be? I think we're running. Go ahead. We're <laughs> running low on time. I, I'm asking these big questions, but please go ahead. <laughs> I think uh, for me, I think it's it, it's a fascination, so to say. I mm -hmm. think it's a sense of like I can do whatever I want with it. Mm -hmm. It's a sense like it's because it's it's a. Uh, a, a sort of freedom, so to say, like because it's it's outside of the norm like of society. Forbidden and taboo, but free yeah. to do it. Free to do it with no consequences, so to say, mm -hmm. because you know, especially when it, it's it's vampire and well, you know, they can feed on people. There's no uh, rep, um, no uh, uh, price because that's who they are. That's their nature. You know, werewolf can go full crazy and chase people in the world and feed on them because this is who they are. A fairy can make you do this, dance on your feet and do that because that's who they are. But human doesn't really have this type of thing. So, you know, unless they're holding a do... gun. Yeah, <laughs> unless they have that, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> being fascinated with this creature really give you a. Uh, moment momentarily uh be part of their tribe to say be part of you know, like for one night i'm gonna be a vampire for one night i'm gonna be a werewolf really tapping into my uh animalistic side and in the morning go back to a normal uh mundane human <laughs> so right. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's the fascination uh, sorry fascination with the dark uh you know it's like it's the apple of Eden, I call it, so to say. It's just like, you know, just one bite and just and it's just 
fall into dark oblivion. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. And it's true. Like it becomes, especially like, um, I don't know if you saw that movie with um, Nicolas Cage, eight millimeter. Do you remember that movie? Oh, that, that was it was, a, it's a while ago. Yeah. I know. And I know he, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And he was basically trying to find snuff films. He was, you know, kind of investigating this murder and yeah. trying to figure out if this film he saw was, if the girl was really killed. I believe that's what the story was. It's been so long. And somebody who's listening is like, that's not the story, dumb girl. Anyway, <laughs> y'all know I'm crazy like that. Anyway. So, you know, he's he's basically finding these eight millimeter uh, reels of snuff films. And, you know, we've we've seen some shows recently, Dicey and I on Netflix, Mm -hmm. uh, where one of the underground, um, this casino had an underground world of sex trafficking. And one of the guys who was like the head guy had Mm -hmm. basically made a snuff film of one of the girls who worked for them. And so it was really, yeah, it was really dark. And I thought, well, you know, I, I just think. You know, and when you get yeah. into something that hardcore, it's like yeah, getting... the funny thing when sometimes you really have to not expose yourself to this thing, but really see, uh, especially when you're writing horror and 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 darkness mm. and your story, you really have to really kind of like not um, expose themselves, such to say, but get a, a, a almost like educate yourself in those type of thing. Really, kind of like look. Uh, look back into the darkness and see like yeah you have to you really have to see some real evil like when you're writing about evil (laughs) yes you really it's terrible (laughs) and you know we're all on the fbi's list you know yeah (laughs) you're like okay i'm taking note (laughs) but it's like hey i'm seeing this it's like (laughs) it's like i'm seeing this so how am i gonna create the bad guy in my book are they gonna have that characters and you know really go that far or are they gonna be just right. the basic evil guys? Like, how, like it's some like, Disney how, yeah. bad guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like how far would they go to get what they want? What they and really I think to too, yeah, I think some of the bad guys we create, we don't necessarily come out and say they have a library of you know bunny yeah. rabbits being pulled apart yeah. videos, but you know, but they they may have that in our backstory for the characters yes. so that we know the depths that they're that they're sitting in you know yes. the, the muck that they live in yes. so that we can as as things happen we know and what will work and what won't work you know because some of them may not yes. have those kind of videos yes. some of them may <laughs> just be like i hate the world and everybody's fucked up yeah. and I smash some faces you know <laughs> because, so that may be yeah. the level of, of anger that they're at we don't know you know and sometimes you know like we had a, another author on jay mazer and she's an amazing horror monster writer if you ever want to read so, some real monster stuff she's great that's so cool <laughs> um but she pulls off penises like they're like they're plucking flower you know petals <laughs> She just loves it, and so you know, so, uh, you know is... that that is kind of kind of cool in a sense. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you, you never know. You know, like is it the author that's kind of yeah. twisted in that dark? <laughs> but the Sorry, funny Jay. thing what, what is... was said is just like you know, sometimes the the character we created and and our series is our aspect part of ourselves. So the bad guy is actually you know the the dark part of ourselves. The hero is the I guess the the antagonist of ourselves. So each character we create is is part of ourselves. You know who they are. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you so. know, in my writing, I don't know why I always do this, but my my weirdest and most horrific character ends up kind of becoming part of the the like the journey. Like they they end up becoming like 
the balance if you were the the yin and the yang and, yes. and it's like i cannot make my bad like i can make some really bad guys die but like the yeah. one who's really the real like shit and you think oh you're such a shit yeah <laughs> i end up making them such an interesting character because i just have so much fun making them like that and i'm just strange like that i i guess no, i just I totally, love the dark in, in a I different totally way get it. i totally get it happy I mean, one of the um, character in the book, one of my series, he's uh, uh, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but he's uh, Valentin described him to be, you know, his voice is, is extremely seductive. He's he's, he's he's charming. He's just mm. he's just drew in until he's smiling. You see the dagger like teeth in his mouth because like I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like he's speaking very yeah. like eloquent and like like oh my god, yeah. And then when he starts smiling, you see you know thing. Royal dagger and, and his mouth is like, like, wow, that is a very evil person. But his voice sounds like, like honey yeah. on, on on strawberries. <laughs> that's like that's like when you're going out with that guy who's like, yeah, baby, I can I can give you a few little, you know, crisp smacks yeah. on the butt, and then you get home and they have like this spike, yeah, strap on. You're like, no, you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, we just we're, went around the corner Kansas that I was anymore. not expecting, honey. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a journey. <laughs> yeah, it can be pretty bad. Well, that's how we are on the show. Everybody comes to love our our craziness. Well, oh, we yeah. are at an yeah. we yeah. are at an hour. I can't believe it already has been an hour. It's insane. That's crazy. Um, but was there anything else you wanted to say about your books before we get, give the readers exactly how they? I'm sorry, listeners, y'all better be readers. Um, yeah. A way to find you. Is there uh, anything yeah. else you wanted to say about the books? I honestly, I just love people reading them and and just like liking the the universe I created and just fall in love with the characters and who they are <laughs> and yes, just you know, connect yeah. with them and and just really I, I just love I, I just love people reading it. That's that's all I ask and then just really just you know share the word around, pass it around, <laughs> you know, spray the yeah, love around. it. Fantastic. Yeah. And it's a great world you've created. I can't wait to get into the second book. Thank you guys you, you gotta book. check it out. Angelo, please tell everybody um, exactly where they can find you on all your social media and where they can find your books. You can find um, on me on Instagram, which is, uh, it's called Fairy Wicked. <laughs> nice. So if you go there, you can see the link. If you click on the link, it will take you on, on my uh, Amazon um, site where you see all the books that I've written. You can find me on Facebook, which is my full name, Angelo Adrian. Uh, and where I post, you know, the, what's coming in, you know, new new stuff happening. Because I'm 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 writing many different stories. Just you know, from time to time, I just like jump to one and go to from one another. So a lot of project coming in. Uh, my website is there. It, it, it's just started building, so I haven't I haven't fully fully uh, completed it yet. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. a future thing coming. But my most the easiest way to contact me is definitely on Instagram uh, and on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please guys check check them out. You're gonna really enjoy the stories. They've been great. Um and you know, I'm sure you love to hear from your readers. You guys can message and let them know what you're thinking and yeah. let them know you're excited for the next book. I'm sure that's it's always a wonderful thing to hear. I from love your, it. Your yes. readers. I love yeah. it. Best time. Thank ever. you so much for your time this evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great night, okay? You too. Thank you. Thank you. All you right. as well. Good night. Good. Hey guys, it's Chantal Renee here. 
I am here to let you guys know that we're going to take a short hiatus. We went really hard at the Houston Horror Film Festival and we got some amazing photos and videos and footage for you guys. Pretty soon we're going to be scheduling some of those awesome people that we talked to at the event to do some podcasts. If you have any specific people you want to hear from, let us know. But in the meantime, please check out our previous shows. Let people know about our podcast. Get them liking and and downloading and listening to our content. We want to keep going strong. And also check out our awesome vendors who were very supportive and brought us various items for our giveaway bags during the Houston Horror Film Festival. That is the Magic Cauldron, which you can find here in Houston, Texas. Goth Yoga, Erotic Cabaret, also a local place. All these people are local. House of Phaedra, which is H-A-U-S-O-V-P-H-A-E-D-R-A, House of Phaedra. You can find Goth Yoga and House of Phaedra on Instagram. They have some awesome stuff on their Etsy pages. And you can also get some awesome Aveda products from the Green Apple Hair Salon and the Montrose. Stay tuned. We're going to have some awesome stuff coming up in the future, including going to Texas Frightmare. You guys are going to love that. It's going to be great. We're going to have some awesome footage for that. Until next time, guys, stay creepy sexy. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe and join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See, See you, you next week, week for Sex and Horror. Horror.